the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to your investments and retirement, in this economy, it's important to be smart. And with the Smart Investor Hour heard right here on AM 1420, The Answer, you'll get both smart and intelligent information you'll need to help with your investing. So sit back, listen, and learn with your host of the Smart Investor Hour, Tim Hayes of RBC Wealth Management. Well, good morning, everybody. Well, I, you know, I usually have quotes, but today's kind of a special day because we're in May. And what is May? May is Military Appreciation Month, which should be every month as far as I'm concerned. But uh, what are you going to do? So every year since 1999, May has been proclaimed the Military Appreciation Month. And, and uh, a couple things about it. First of all, May 11th is Military Spouse Appreciation Day, which has been around since 1984. As far as I'm concerned, it should be every month, day, whatever. Uh, I do have some uh, e-cards for for any Armed Forces people. I I sent a whole bunch uh, just the other day to some folks and uh, that I know, and uh, so th- that's something to do anyway. Okay, uh, but anyway, so if you <clears throat> you see a flyer, you know, give him a hug. If you see a sailor, give him a kiss. Uh, if you see an infantryman, slap him five on the high side. And if you uh, see a Marine, be careful. <laughs> There's some bad dudes, some bad dudes. So all our military friends out there, if you've served or are going to serve or are serving right now, uh, we're thinking of you. All right. Um, so, you know, we, we always talk about at the beginning of the show uh, some stuff that I, I, you know, I think is important because it gives you a source of information. And if you go, if you Google Tim Hayes radio, you get to my Web page. And has, first of all, uh, Bob Dickey uh, is our head technical strategist. And believe me, he's got more awards <laughs> than anybody I know in the business. And uh, he's been around the block. He, uh, he did a great job at our seminar just a month ago. We're going to try to have him back in the fall if I can. But uh, basically, you know, um, he, he tells you what he thinks every day. And, you know, what he thought a couple of days ago, I sent out to everybody just to make sure they're paying attention because, I think there's a couple things going on out there that people don't understand, but that's something you should check every day. It also has uh, cybersecurity, what you should be thinking about, interest rates. You know, everybody's saying interest rates are going up and up and up and up, and I'm sorry, folks, I'm not agreeing with them. And then we also have a, a thing on cybersecurity or data breaching at the bottom of the page. But most of all, it has contact me or email me on there. And we have some really good ideas Uh and, you know, uh, if you need help figuring them out, you know, let me know. I'll be glad to sit down with you. But we have our global energy best ideas. We have our small cap focus list. And I think small caps, I think they're going to come into play. You know, they, they, they started out to perform up until Thursday when I don't think anything outperformed. Uh, then we have our top equity picks, which we just, we literally on the first, just updated. And our top global ideas, uh, and we have our guided portfolio, too, which is an all-cap portfolio. Man, is that doing great. I mean, it's it's really doing well. We could do that. We can put you in that portfolio, make all the changes for you without ever talking to you for a very small amount of money. So, uh, And then 
You know, foreign stocks, we're talking about how cheap they are. We're talking about small caps and foreign stocks being as cheap as they've ever been. So the, if, for those of you who don't mind waiting a little bit, the, G, the ADR list is there, too. So, uh, And you can sign up for our newsletter. Uh, this, this month, we're talking about dividend investing. Small payments can, can be a big boost to returns. It's called compounding, folks. Uh, the college landscape after tax reform and and some some questions about Social Security. See if you can answer them. That's kind of interesting. So uh, some things we talked about. Now, you know, we always talk about um, the the process here. OK, this is a, a show about process. And somebody said, why do you do the same things all the time? Because the same things work all the time. <laughs> it's that simple. But if you're investing and you can't say that your investment process is a process, you shouldn't be investing for yourself. As simple as that. Uh, and if you need help, give me a call. Uh, my number is all over the the, the uh, page, but it's 888-223-7742. And we talked about, uh, I'm, I saw my second article. We talked about Mickey Kim in the uh, Indianapolis Business uh, Journal. And he said a viable retirement age now is 70, not 65 like it used to be. And I saw my second article, and this was in the uh, San Francisco uh, papers. And they said basically the same thing. So... There we go. Now, look, I've been talking about this for a month now, and I said that the two-year yield on the Treasuries have now crossed the S&P 500. And I got a question from Mark, and Mark said, why is that important? It's simply important because now you have competition to equities. So if you're looking for yield, you got someplace else to go. Now, remember, equities, you know, you get taxed at a lower level than you do with a bond. But still, if the bonds are going to stay there for a while— there you go. So the question is, is there a yield bubble? And um, look, historically low interest rates have created almost a deafening chorus of investors saying, where can I get some decent yield? And, you know, we're starting to see it now. OK, so how do we get there? Well, first of all, we had some serious central bank influence. OK, uh, central banks around the world. I mean, look, uh, the yields in Germany and, and those places are even lower than they were last year so. We get some. Uh, we got a, a big increase in demand from an aging population, especially in America and worldwide. And the risks increasing in income-focused markets right now are, are pretty big. I think uh, negative yields remain prevalent. You know, when, when have you ever heard? Neg- you know, you're going to give the money to the government, and you're going to pay them just to get your money back. That doesn't make sense to me at all. But. Uh, so our, the question is, are we at an inflection point? And the Federal Reserve has begun to normalize interest rates. Uh, market volatility has really increased in 2018, so you've got to be careful there. And the credit default swap index, which was a, a big you know, thing in the 2008 scenario, they're increasing. They're not at the point where we have to worry yet, but they're, they are decreasing. So it suggests there is a, a growing default risk out there, okay? Inflation indicators are becoming more uh, insistent, uh, Although, you know, you got to remember, commodity prices are down 75% from the high in 08. Uh, so they're bouncing. I don't know if they're, it's the end of the world or anything like that, but they're bouncing. So now I don't think you have to worry about that part. But because uh, there's still too, there's too much capacity out there. But, uh, you know, look, uh, there are a lot of things that are, 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 uh, creating kind of a bubble in the yields. But the question is, will it will it last? I don't know. But uh, I think, you know, what you want to take a look at is, is you want to spread your income portfolio around a little bit. Uh, look, uh, you know, 
Everybody's worried about a convert uh, a yield curve inversion, and that usually that's one hundred percent of the times uh, signaled a recession. I don't think we have a recession going on. I think you know, uh, but they've used you know distorted sugar high bubble, all sorts of stuff. But I think the fears are kind of overblown. I mean, I think we have faster growth in inflation, and they're pushing yield term long term yields up, which is a good sign. Now, the only thing that worries me is back in the you know thirties, the second leg of the bear market after the big crash occurred. <laughs> because the Federal Reserve raised interest rates too soon, and tariffs, which happen to be prevalent here today, too. So, you know, you can make a case either direction. But uh, I'll just say this. You know, we talked about our our preferred strategy, and, and I think there's some really good opportunities in the preferred area, uh, very good opportunities for those who are looking for income. If you'd like that information, let us know. And I also I'm starting to see more and more real estate investment trusts show up on my charts every day. Uh, now, you've got to be careful which ones you're buying, okay? So uh, r- rising rates and REITs work together sometimes, but, uh, you know, look, I-, I think after 12 months, the su- you know, the, the subsectors that have outperformed the S&P 500 are three, triple nut and the healthcare REITs, the multi-storage, self-storage, and hotel REITs, and the office and retail REITs. Now, the industrials were, and they kind of took it on the chin just recently, so, you know, uh, be careful out there, but I, I do think the preferred list is a you know for those who are looking for income is a pretty good idea. Uh, now somebody asked me, you know, I I told I've been talking about we can do a portfolio review for so those you, of you with very large fixed income portfolios. If you're wondering if you've you know if the rating's gone up and down, uh, whether there's some market risk to some of your bonds, and you'd like to get that, that's fine. But you know we also talk about. Um, Cash management ladders with short-term CDs and, and municipal bond ladders, uh, which are, you know, you, you're constantly having uh, another municipal bond come due. Taxable ladders, same way with corporates. Um, and so you can get these all looked at if you'd like. Okay? So give us a call, and we'll be glad to help you. Uh, take it from there. Now, uh, this has been a year, a weird, weird year, and, and I think, uh, you know, it's been the year of the tariff, <laughs> uh, which... I don't think anybody was really expecting, and uh, I I think that uh, they should have been because uh, Mr. Trump talked about it. But so, what does the U.S. dollar do in an, in an era of protectionism? And I think, uh, despite the high trade uncertainty, currency markets seem to be taking the recent developments in stride. Although the dollar did break out because interest rates are going up, interest yields go up in your currency, your currency goes up usually. So. Um, but the robust economy augmented by uh, fiscal stimulus arg- argues for an uptick in inflation, and that would be normal, okay? I think it's going to be an inflation scare, not an inflation look out below type of scenario. And uh, the question is, uh, you know, where are we on the dollar and, and, and what can we, we uh, look for? Well, look, um, I, I just think the dollar is going to do what it does, but it's important because, you know, if the dollar goes up, the multinationals are going to have a hard time. The small caps do quite well, all right? The multinationals will probably be buying small caps because they got bring a lot of money from overseas. Now, I, I, I had a call, and this is from uh, uh, Merrill. And Merrill asked me, she said, uh, Tim, I've heard about a green bond. What is a green bond? And so you know, we try to answer all your questions. If you have a question, by the way, you could just, you know, Google Tim Hayes Radio and just hit the contact me or email me or call me, all right? Uh, a green bond can be described in a multi, uh, multitude of ways, by the way, and, and 
is primarily, primarily easy for me to say, defined by its use of its proceeds. The funds are used for projects related to stuff like renewable energy, sustainable waste management, uh, energy efficiency, clean water, you know, eco-friendly transportation, to name a few. So if, you know, if you'd like more on that, we have, we have a whole department on that, which I didn't know about until she asked that question. Uh, anyway, so uh, there we go. Now, I'm going to talk about uh, dividends. And, look, one of the groups that's getting killed right now <clears throat> are the consumer staples. And we've talked about the dividend aristocrats on this, port- on the, on this call for a long, long time. And just so you know, if you, if you go back to 1990, the dividend aristocrats have averaged a 12.10% return. The S&P 500, 9.8. That's a 2.3% uh, difference in return. And the average volatility is less by 3.2%. So, you know, I, I, I talk about these guys all the time. And, and look, when I talked about dumpster diving last week, you know, one of the areas is getting beat up are the consumer uh, staple companies. And I looked at a list of 25 of them. And 14 of them are in the dividend aristocrat portfolio. So why not buy great companies where the yield is up and they're down? Doesn't that make sense? That's how you should buy yield companies, when the yield's up. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Smart Investor Show. Uh, this is Tim Hayes. Yeah, I look for the light through the pouring rain. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Get a head start on your career while earning money to pay for college. Log on to NationalGuard.com to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Message and data rates may apply. Warning. Texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want to take advantage of a life-changing LASIK offer, pull over when you can, because a special opportunity is just one text away. The LASIK Vision Institute is offering absolutely free consultations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the keyword VALUE to 350-350 to get the benefit of FDA-approved LASIK technology that gives the majority of patients 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free consultation to see if LASIK is right for you. When you text VALUE to 350-350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just a text away. Text VALUE to 350-350. That's V-A-L-U-E to 350-350. At RBC Wealth Management, we are proud of our reputation for putting clients' interests first. Our steadfast commitment to helping clients achieve their financial goals includes giving back to the communities we serve. Through supporting youth education, human services, and the arts, we hope to make tomorrow better for everyone. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. So, we're back. 
<laughs> if you just tuned in, this is the Smart Investor Show. I'm Tim Hayes. Don't forget, if you if you missed the first part of the show or you missed the last part of the show, you're you're going to Ace Hardware. It's early in the morning, or you're going to Home Depot. Uh, remember, if you go to WHK AM fourteen twenty, the answer, and and look up uh, podcasts and go down to Tim Hayes. All my things for the last two years are there. So uh, you know, if you you want to check up on me, if I talked about oils back in August or that I said commodities would probably lead the way in, in the last two weeks of December, please do. But it also allows you uh, to check out this week's show. It comes out Tuesday after lunch, okay? Now, we were talking about dumpster diving, <laughs> which is my term last week for uh, uh, buying stocks down. And, and look, I, I, well, I can't emphasize enough how important it is for you know the dividend aristocrats that you buy these things when their yield is up, and you're getting an opportunity. Now, look, I don't, I don't know if today's the day or, or Monday's the day, but what I would suggest is if you're a 200-share buyer, you know, start with 50 or start with 100. And, you know, if it goes down a little bit further, buy some more. So, uh, you know, look, I, I, I can say that in our active uh, allocation portfolio, uh, we, we – did take uh, we did say that we took a, a small profit on our uh, energy situation, and by the way, that dates back all the way back to August. So uh, there we go. And you know, I, I looked at a couple special screens, and I thought there was a couple interesting portfolios for you millennials out there. There is now a millennial generation portfolio that we can uh, we can talk about, and it's a special situation scenario from uh, one of the companies we buy research for, but. Uh, I've already talked to three or four of my clients who are millennials, uh, and they really like the idea. So uh, we will, you know, suggest that that's available. Uh, I cannot send it out. That's something we have to talk about. So uh, there we go. So this is the year of the tariff. And, and you know, what do we do when with the dollar? And uh, so the, there's been negative sentiment towards the dollar for a long, long time, but yet it broke a triple top Uh the other day, which is kind of interesting. And one of the things it has done is the UK has been uh, uh, added to our bullish list this, this just past week. And remember, we talked about somebody else adding it a couple weeks ago. But I think, you know, the flat yield curves are starting to sour investors' uh, taste. They're, they're, they're worried that, uh, you know, we could go invor- inverted. And, but look, when the dollar goes up, and if it is tr- truly bottoming, now, we're right where we we took off from before, so it's almost a double bottom here. Industrials get hurt, okay, because a strong dollar hurts them. Oil stocks don't do too well, and gold doesn't do too well when the dollar goes up because you can buy more gold, you know, with the same dollar, okay? Same with oil. So what we're seeing is some of the uh, industrials uh, start to, you know, uh, they're reversing the relative uptrends. So you want to be careful in the industrial sector, I think. Uh, and, and I also think, uh, you, know, you know, if you're looking at the chart, if you'd like the chart I sent out to the people that came to my seminar, uh, you know, I, I talked about the descending triangle that's occurring. So, uh, you know, it's something to pay very close attention to. But gold, you know, we talked about the breakout and it hasn't done anything since the breakout. So gold actually needs a weak dollar, not a strong dollar, Okay. Oil needs a weak dollar, not a strong dollar. And just so you know, there's plenty of oil out there. The Saudis and the Russians are in cahoots right now because Saudi Arabia wants to put out Armaco, their uh, uh, 
you know, oil company, and they want the prices of oil to go up. So there we go. Now, this is, you know, the first week of May. So there's an old saying, sell in May and go away till All Souls Day, which is obviously October 31st. Uh, this six-month switching strategy has had some eye-popping returns. However, there have been numerous times when it has not worked. All right? So it's kind of hard to say. But if you use, um, like, a momentum portfolio with a seasonality strategy, uh, there's ETFs out there that do that, you do a lot better uh, over a period of time, if you look back, than you did before. All right? Uh so it's it's kind of an interesting scenario. Small cap seasonality, though, small caps tend to do well in the summer. Gets back to our small cap call from a month ago. The other thing is healthcare staples, with big dividends, by the way, and and uh, also utilities and REITs do extremely well in the summertime. So obviously that means people are getting a little bit more defensive. All right. So, but if if you look. Uh, Energy is by far the most improved sector in the dynamic asset level investing that our friends from Dorsey Wright uh, uh, provide us with. They gained 33 buy signals since March 31st. That's quite a bit, and that's kind of when we went positive on them again. Now, technology, financials, and industrials still lead the way, but industrials have lost uh, about uh, 18 uh, percentage points. Uh, So there you go. Now, the the one thing I will say is that consumer non-cyclicals, i.e. consumer staples, are now down at, you know, their bottom three. So real estate utilities and consumer cyclicals, interest rate sensitive stocks, okay, because as interest rates go up, it doesn't look like they're, you know, getting, uh, I mean, they're, they're, their yields are getting cheaper. These were over-owned for a long time in the Obama administration simply because there was no growth. People were buying dividends, okay? So getting interesting now. Uh, now, <clears throat> there's a new, uh, there's an evolution in, in investing, and it's called environmental social governance investing. And what's really interesting, uh, and there's a couple ETFs out there like that, by the way, and uh, <clears throat> and what's really interesting is that these, these uh, portfolios are starting to outperform. So the amount of money being put into these things is quite significant. So, uh, you know, social investing, I, I've always you know, uh, been involved in just trying to get the best stock, but social investing is becoming very, very popular. And it's, if you're looking, uh, the, you know, if you put a dollar in, in 1993 and just, a you know, the bottom, uh, group of the, you know, if they're scored on this East ESG level, we'll talk about, uh, it would only worth be about three bucks. Now, if you did it with the environmentally, socially governance portfolio, it'd be $9. That's a big difference. So it's something you have to pay close attention to. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's starting to, I mean, a lot more people are becoming socially conscious. So, uh, I mean, look, uh, you know, if you weeded Campbell Soups, Procter & Gamble, and General Mills, you know, those aren't socially responsible because they have lots of sugar and stuff like that in them. So, and sodium, so that, you know, they're not, uh, they're not so great. But if, if you do look at some of the, the socially responsible portfolios, they are starting to outperform. And so it's something you have to pay close attention to. I have been watching it for some time. I've actually have some, uh, I own like half this, uh, the portfolio of two or three of these ETFs that I've found, uh, uh, but there you go. So now 
uh, RBC puts out a, a portfolio blueprint, and I thought it was interesting. Uh, we still at uh, neutral to underweight on fixed income. Uh, and global equities were still uh, in the not terribly overweight, but overweight. Uh, large cap were neutral on, uh, which is is very interesting. We're very neutral on cash, uh, and it you know we're not making any big bets here, which I think is the the key to the whole thing. And and that's something that you 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 know uh, when people aren't making big bets, you should pay attention. So. So what what is Tim seeing? And, and you know, first of all, we get the the U.S. dollar index, uh, the DXY, is is beginning to bottom from long term support, which is very important. So, look, you want the bull market to be in dollars, okay? Why do you want the dollar to go up? Because if the bull market's here to stay, people you, you want to buy in dollar assets, okay? You want to buy in our bonds. You want to buy in our. I mean, what would you rather buy? Germany's bond at a half or less than half a percent. Or our thirty-year treasury at three. If you ask me, that'd be a pretty good deal, especially if the currency goes up. So, uh, you know, it it's now its next resistance, by the way, which is the two hundred day moving average. And if we were to break above that, I'd get pretty positive. And I would suggest that you know, gold. The reason I said I sent out a, a note to everybody saying you want to wait on gold is because you had to wait to see if the dollar was going to break, and uh, it did. It broke to the north. So, I, I think. Um, Look, a, US, a bottoming U.S. dollar uh, would would not be good for the industrials, would not be good for oil, would not be good for uh, the – well, the discretionary stocks would do pretty well because they tend to be domestic. Uh, discretionary is just another word for retail, by the way. Uh, one of the things I did notice is that the S&P 500 equal-weighted industrial uh, ETF broke its uptrend line pretty drastically. So uh, – you know, and if you if you look at consumer discretionary versus that, uh, the consumer discretionary works big. But it is a, a situation where the dollar has made, uh, uh, you know, has broken the downtrend line. So it's very, very positive. Now, some of the other things I'm seeing is energy continues to build positively, but it's more the actual commodity. There's only a few. I mean, like Devon Energy went crazy and uh, and and uh, Holly Frontier, they went crazy, but not everybody. I mean, it's, it's, it's more the E&P companies than it is the actual, uh, you know, uh, other companies. And some of the, what I call the, the big banks that do, you know, that just happen to have big dividends. They happen to be banks, but they're in the, the oil business. The semi, semis are weakening, and they're at a spot where they really have to stop, okay? They're getting really close to, you know, they need to stop and start reversing up. And retail's improving, uh, which, you know, we haven't seen uh, in a long, long time. And I would also say the banks and the brokers uh, have kind of slowed to a halt. Now, a lot of them are still coming up on my screen, so I, I, I don't say, you know, sell them, whatever. But uh, utilities are becoming kind of overbought short term, and uh, the transports have really stalled. All right. And medical tech equipment are leading healthcare, and healthcare is becoming a, a kind of a dominant uh, theme here. So, uh, some things to think about. And, and you know, I, I think it's important that. When you have corrections, usually, if they're in the, a, a major correction, it's a change in leadership coming. And that's something you have to pay attention to. So, you know, what's Tim telling you in so many words? Look, dividend yields are up, okay? As stocks go down, the yields go up higher. So if you're a dividend player, that's what, that's what you want to be thinking about, you know? 
stocks coming back to you are a good thing. I remember that Procter and Gamble and and all those names that are in the dividend growth lists of everybody's, uh, they're good companies. Uh, they're getting beat up a little bit. You know, those type of names are, are good names to buy. Uh, and I'm not suggesting that you buy Procter and Gamble right here, but you know, you buy the dividends when they're when the yields are up. And a lot of those yields are are they're getting beat up. And as the consumer staples get beat up, you should be watching very carefully. All right, let's take a break, and we'll come back with the uh, the uh, bullish percent. Stay tuned. This is Smart Investor Show. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind a desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. When it comes to managing your retirement, it's easy to get lost. Look to RBC Wealth Management to guide you. Our experienced, knowledgeable financial advisors will build your investment strategy by designing a plan that's tailored to your unique financial needs. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Visit rbcwealthmanagement.com. back if you just tuned in this is smart investor show i'm tim hayes <clears throat> and once again uh i, I you know we, we talk about different asset classes and currency is one we haven't really talked about but developed current currencies and uh emerging currencies have been leading the way for some time the u.s dollar has been dead last uh but it'll be interesting to see if that continues because the, they broke a double a triple top now the thing about the dollar index right now is it's broken out from a, a low but it's still way below its uptrend line. I mean, its downtrend line, which uh, means it's still in in a in a bad way, shall we say? So, I mean, it would have to get to like ninety seven, ninety eight in order to get there. So, uh, you know, it's something that you should pay very close attention to, because um, once currencies start getting going, they usually get going big. And remember, as the dollar goes up, commodities you can buy a lot more commodities with the same amount of money. So the prices usually go down. Uh, you know, oil, gold, I, I'd be be careful in, in those. And, and uh, you know, wheat's been on a tear. We had corn go on a tear and then wheat go on a tear. We'll talk about that in a minute. But anyway, the bullish percent, uh, which was designed by a protege of Charles Dow, back in uh, Ernie Staby was his name, it, is just a risk monitor. And so it goes from zero to 100. And uh, look, the best time to buy stocks when they're down. Okay, simple. So... When they're up, you want to be more careful. That's all. So this goes from zero to 100, and at 70, we have what is known as the red zone. That's when things are getting overheated. That's when things are, everybody's talking about their portfolio. That's when you should step back. The great investors step back at that point. Okay, when you get below 30, nobody wants to talk about the stock market. Uh, you know, my, my mother-in-law doesn't invite me over for dinner. Okay, <laughs> uh, and. And we're good friends, by the way. Uh, and so, you know, you get a, it's a bad time. 
and that's when you should be greedy. Now, we have two things on this, X's and O's. That's what the old charts used to be. X's means you have the ball, the ball in your hands, and, and you can run with it. Uh, O's uh, is, is distribution. And just so you know, distribution happens a lot faster than accumulation. And uh, So right now, we're at 47.2%. We were down 2.2% for the week. We reversed back down at 44. Remember, I said this is bearish correction, meaning we were having a little bit of a bull move in a, in a bear move, in a bear, bear market type scenario. Not a structural bear market now, okay? Just a, a short-term bear market. Uh, and, the, you know, the over-the-counter index uh, is still in a column of O's. It's at 46.8. It was down 1.1. The world index still in a column of O's. Uh, now, it's getting closer to reversing up. It will reverse back up into a column of X's at 46. It's at 45 right now. So that's the one to watch. Uh, but it was a quiet week for most indicators, uh, down a couple percent. That's not much. Uh, through the first, first four months of the year, when the S&P 500 has been a bit of a roller coaster ride, as we can all say, uh, we've had the first 10% pullback in two years, a 10% rally, then another 8% pullback, and then... At the end of the day, the S&P is down 0.96 for the year. So uh, it's been kind of a flat, very flat year. And uh, But if you look at the current uh, dynamic asset uh, level investing stuff, large cap growth remains the number one ranked style box among, style box among the nine uh, that, that we, we look at. And these are friends, our Dorsey Wright, by the way, uh, our friends of Virginia provide us with the uh, bullish percent in this. Uh, large cap va- value remains the weakest. So, uh, you know, if, if you took the top three positions, it would be large cap growth, small cap growth, and mid cap uh, core. By the way, they're buying cash flow, and that's first trust. You know, that's what first trust is good at. So uh, if you uh, want some more information on that, let me know. So, I, I mean, I have three or four that I really like in that field. But all the indexes are positive long-term They've been positive for a couple of weeks, but that's uh, the index now. What we're seeing is underlying the index, they're hammering some stocks. And it's funny because they'll have bad news about it or good news about a company. They'll sell it off, and then they'll reverse it back up. Or they'll have good news about a company. They'll move it up, and then they'll reverse it back down. A very strange time. Uh, so I think, you know, what I'm suggesting is what you want to look at is more of a low volatility scenario for the next couple months, okay? So where would you look? Where dividends are up, where the stock is down. So if I'm entering the market, uh, that's what I'd look for. Now, the other thing I, I would suggest is I was looking at the sector update and the bullish percent for each sector. Remember, we just talked about the favored sectors. We're down to seven. So we were 34 on uh, the last day of January. And right now, uh, what we're looking at is we have three in the overbought territory. That's textiles are at 75, gaming's at 80, and banking's at 65. Uh, at 50, we have oil and healthcare. Uh, oil really come far uh, uh, up a lot fast, I should say. And it's the exploration and production companies that have really done the best. And then we have protection services and software at the 50 level. Uh, that's kind of that in healthcare and oil is where I'd be looking, you know, for my stuff. Below 30, uh, we now have, uh, well, we have biotech and housing at 30. 
Uh, and below 30, we have non-ferrous metals, who ha- has been a, just a, I mean, that's been moving back and forth like crazy. Precious metals and drugs. So uh, you're, you're waiting for a reversal up on those. I don't think you, like I said, with, with uh, precious metals, I don't think you want to buy that until they've actually, you know, reversed up and broken out. And it, it's just, it's just not happening. So uh, I think it has something to do with the dollar. Uh, and it may, may, you know, we've had a rally in Bitcoin. So maybe they're using Bitcoin as, as a alternative to gold. That could be a big possibility. Now, um, I, I looked up machinery, Internet, and computers all went to average, and oil service went to average. You know, so they had three going one direction and one going the other. Now, uh, last week we, we uh, witnessed a change with the subset asset rankings in, in international ec- uh, equities asset class. Uh, Asia-Pacific emerging fell below Asia-Pacific developed. So the emerging markets are starting to fade a little bit here, which you'd expect with volatility. But uh, they remain in the top three, by the way, which is good. But, uh, uh, you know, they're, well, I shouldn't say they're, they're in the top four. They're one point below the developed markets, which is uh, something that you have to, you know, give, give or take a little bit. But it did, they did fall off about four percentage points. So if you look, uh, I looked at a bunch of mutual funds and I, I looked at their score ratings and stuff like that. And uh, the, a lot of the small cap uh, and hedged portfolios are doing better than others. So, but I, I looked at you know three or four small cap uh, J- Japanese and and uh, and they, they're looking fairly good, you know, and they have big fund scores. So there we go. Now um, we had a Fed meeting this week, and and uh, they didn't really didn't say they made a couple changes, but you know nothing spectacular. I think. Uh, Couple couple of the words could be interpreted several different ways, so you know whatever. But um, the market expectations kind of remain tra- uh, unchanged. The Fed futures contract is pricing currently implies a ninety four point three percent probability that the Fed funds rate will remain at its current target of about a hundred to one hundred seventy five basis points. Which who knows now. I talked about, you know, the last time that the 10-year Treasury crossed uh, 3%, and I said there was a huge, huge short position. It's even grown in size. But after crossing the 3% position and reaching its high of 3.025, I think it was, that's the highest level since 2011, by the way, the TNX, which is the Treasury Yield Index, has reversed down to a column of O's at 295. So the U.S. Uh, 30-year index hit 3.2%, and it uh, met resistance there you know, twice previously, dating back to March of 2017, I think it was. And then they reversed down to a column of O's. So nobody's believing that these interest rates are going up, and I think it's because, you know, generally, everybody's short, you know. Uh, if everybody's short, you know, it's a crowded trade, and, and people are, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, what, what do we do now, right? Uh, so... We've seen some weakness in fixed income uh, recently, and the, the inverse fixed income and, and money management group has been doing pretty well. So commodities, uh, oil had four straight weeks of being positive. Gold is on a second week of being negative. The continuous uh, commodity index, which is very much influenced by oil, has been up three straight weeks. And wheat, wheat broke a double top this week and, and may be breaking another d- double top at uh, 53.2 cents. So uh, uh, and corn... Corn, which would have been kind of negative for a while, 
broke a uh, one, two, three, four, five tops uh, on the upside. So there is some little inflation there. As far as relative strength changes uh, on the buy side, remember, technically, you want, you want to put the fundamentals with the technicals. And if you get those two together, usually you'll make a lot more money than most other people. BJ's Restaurant, FTI Consulting, Fifth Third Bank Corp, Crescent Point Energy, uh, Bright Cove, uh, PCM International, Oil States International, Lululemon, have been on a roll, by the way, Travel Zoo, Yum Brands, uh, Universal Insurance Holdings, 58.com, and Lone Star Resources. By the way, all these stocks have shown up on my scans, every one of them. So, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing technically some good stuff. On the sell side, and uh, by the way, uh, this is where you don't, you don't say you sell it. You just go pack and check your fundamentals, and, and maybe you're just a little early or something like that. Uh, SIVA, which that has been showing up on my scan, so I wouldn't sell that one. But uh, Form Factor, HRG Group, Leggett & Platt, PetMed Express, Rider Systems, Tech Data, Teneco, and Comscope Holdings uh, have been uh, uh, the ones that uh, most people have been uh, worried about. Um, obviously, you know, what we're seeing here is uh, a scenario where when people aren't sure, they shoot first and ask questions later, okay? Um, you know, I, I've seen a couple insider buys, and I'll, I'll talk about those in the next segment of the show that have been interesting, very interesting. And then I've, you know, uh, for example, Facebook made a series of lower highs, and Sheryl Sandberg uh, sold a ton of stock, I mean, the most in a nine-day period ever in Facebook's history, and Mark Zuckerberg did Zuckerberg. I'm sorry, did the same thing, uh, and then they report a great quarter. And you know it's hard to go out there and say, "Hey, I want to want to buy that stock after they've been selling it." And you also had uh, Jeffrey Gunlock of Double Line say it's a short candidate. So uh, there's a lot of stuff going on out there. It's it's hard to figure out right now. So dividends are important. By the way, for the first time, Kramer and I actually agree about something. He was talking on Thursday about all these companies, these great, great companies with 4, 39 4.9, 4% dividends. Uh, and they were mostly in the consumer staple area. So for the first time, Kramer and I agree. Hey, stay tuned. We'll be right back with Insiders. Stay tuned. Long time no see. It's me, the Rock T-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired. But I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Wouldn't it be nice to keep income rolling in even long after you retire? At RBC Wealth Management, we can help you invest for the future that you want. 
and create a personalized plan to help you create the steadfast flow of income you'll need throughout your retirement. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. Okay, we're back. If you uh, just tuned in, this is Smart Investor Show. I'm Tim Hayes. If you'd like to have a cup of coffee, you'd like to sit down and talk about your portfolio, uh, give me a call, 888-223-7742. That's 888-223-7742. Okay, we're going to talk about insiders. And, uh, uh, you know, look, insiders know their companies better than we do. It's as simple as that. So we'll just leave it at that. And we, we had one, Acogen, which is, this is interesting because uh, this is Bob Dugan. He's a very smart guy. He bought $6.1 million worth of stock, and he's been buying a lot of it, uh, a whole lot of it. And they got an FDA approval, but they didn't approve the drug for two different things, so they cracked the stock. It'll be interesting to see uh, on that one. And then Vermilion, which is another biotech, there was two buyers of $4.9 million. And concurrent, oh, it's now called Secure. Uh, it used to be concurrent. It was one buyer of a million dollars worth. And I'll just say this. um, We had, uh, well, I'll I'll go. uh, This is the first week we haven't had any sellers of Facebook in uh, three weeks. So uh, they're selling big time stuff, too, by the way. And then uh, Rob Hadfield bought 150,000 shares of Ziofarm. And Ziofarm has been, uh, there's been a lot of people buying this, including Randall Kirk. But this is the fifth or sixth insider buy in the last four or five months. That's significant. You want to pay very close attention. And uh, I also forgot First Financial Bank Corp of Ohio. There was eight insider buyers. There's only $56,000. But those things, uh, you know, the smaller banks trade by appointment only. <laughs> so you got to be careful. But when you have eight buyers, you should pay close attention. And then uh, Soho.com, which has been showing up on my uh, bottom Fisher screens for some time. Charles Zhang, the CEO, bought $2.94 million worth, and, and he's got enough stock to uh, choke a large bull elephant. So the fact that he's buying and, uh, you know, it, it's down quite a bit uh, is a good sign. And Mohawk Industries, which got really cracked hard, uh, I mean, it was $290, I believe, and now it's $212. Uh, a director bought $10 million, uh, $10.4 million worth. Uh, and he, he has bought at some crucial times before uh, and been right. Uh, also, Cullen Frost, which is a, uh, a regional bank, uh, at a new high, a director bought $3.058 million worth of stock. At a new high. You like seeing that stuff. Uh, and then here's some names that uh, from the blast from the past here. Uh, Alex uh, Otto. Bought another eight million dollars worth of diversified uh, developers diversified, which is a local company, uh, at a new low, and he's I think that's his fifth, sixth purchase. So uh, that's something to pay fairly close attention to. And uh, also, uh, Superior Energy. 
We have uh, the president and CEO buying uh, about thir- well, $3.26 million worth, uh, you know, at, at around 10 bucks. So that's, that's interesting. And here's one that's uh, not a big purchase, but it's, it's shown up on my scans a lot. So it's called Veritone. They're an application software, and the CEO and chairman bought two purchases, 390000 367000 So I, I like when I see, uh, you know, people uh, the CEO buy. And then here's uh, Equity Lifestyle Properties. Sam Zell, very close to a new high, buys $1.79 million. If you don't know who Sam Zell is, he shouldn't be in real estate investment trust. <laughs> he may, he's out of Chicago. He may be one of the really true great uh, real estate investors of our time. And then Phyllis Morris, a consumer staple company. This is the international, not the Altria that is domestic. The, the uh, uh, Mizula Zaliski, who is very, very well known internationally, bought $489,000 worth at a new low. Uh, there we go. And then United Technologies, which I had some really good reports on and get, just got pummeled. Uh, one of their uh, directors and a guy who's been very, very good at uh, – He's a director of about four or five companies, uh, bought a million dollars worth, uh, first purchase in, in some time now. So that's kind of interesting. And then uh, I, I want to talk about Acogen and, and Bob Dugan. And Bob Dugan is a very smart guy. I mean, uh, very medical, U.S. surgical, intuitive surgical, uh, pharmacycles. Uh, he's, he's done a great job. Uh, he bought a lot of this Acogen. And the fact that it's, it was down like three bucks or four bucks on the uh, on the uh Announcement of the so the FDA approved one part of the drug and that's for uh, urinary infections, but they wouldn't do it for blood infections. But he bought on April twenty seventh. He bought on April twenty third about uh, six point one million dollars worth. April fourth uh, six point one, and then he just bought uh, you know a, a ton more. So uh, maybe he's wrong. Who knows? Maybe he's right. But very unusual to have a stock down that much after at least an FDA approval. And one of the stocks that confounded me a little bit, if you look at Seattle Genetics point and figure chart, it broke down. Uh, and, and this, is, I believe, we like the stock, but it broke down on a chart, uh, on a point and figure chart. So it broke a qu- quadruple bottom, which is very unusual, you know. I mean, for for it to reverse back up right after that, and it did. And I listened to the earnings conference call, and I, you know, I saw a couple positive things. You know, don't get me wrong, it wasn't terrible, but. Um, I couldn't figure out what the problem, you know, why why it reversed back up. Because uh, normally that's the type of stock you short when it breaks a quadruple bottom after a, a big uh, sell-off. And it turns out the Baker Brothers bought a million shares. Uh, now, they have not had the greatest track record of last year. I mean, uh, Insight and uh, Acadia and uh, got beat up, and that's two of their top five holdings. But the fact that they're still buying more, uh, you know, at one time they did nothing wrong. <laughs> I mean, for five straight years, they were one of the best money managers on the planet. So if biotechs come back in, I'm sure they'll they'll kick into gear again. Now, you know, I keep talking, I come back to this consumer staple thing quite a bit. Now, look, there's, uh, if you look at the uh, Dow Jones U.S. Consumer Index, there's a couple stops that, you know, I mean, a couple places where we we might end up on that index, like 540 and then uh, 490. And if they hit either one of those, I think it would be one of the smartest things you've ever done is to buy the dividends where they are. All right. Now, what's been carrying the weight really has been the NASDAQ composite. Um, You know, first of all, it has a large influence on the S&P. And uh, so if it goes up, 
the S&P is going up because of the stocks that are in both. And uh, look, as far as the overall market is concerned, following the large cap tech gra- uh, growth names is probably one of the better indicators for the market as they represent really the most high profile area uh, of growth and potential. So uh, many of these big names have similar patterns to the indexes and they are generally consolidating within ranges. Uh, so it'll be interesting if big tech takes over again or we have a change in leadership. And I'm not sure if that's that's going to be the case now. I've had a lot of questions. Uh, Sam, Mike, Bart, uh, Greg, Jim, Tim. <laughs> Don't forget Tim on the west side. Uh, and they've been asking me about semiconductors. And look, they remain in a long-term bullish trend. And they've leveled off in a range that could be uh, forming a top. It also could be forming support. So it's at that point where, you know, you got to watch and wait uh, and not make any, you know, crazy decisions. But it, it's been a leading strong sector of the past years. And uh, the semiconductors are all, all have been considered a leading group. So it's still the case that both technology and sem- semiconductors remain in a very long-term bullish trend. But over the near term, there's some growing evidence of, of at least a sideways consolidation period coming up. Okay. Which happens. That's all right. Uh, you know, if 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 they get more volatile, we'll let you know about it. And and once again, you know, the ten year yield broke out, and then pulled right back. So we went from a column of X's to a column of O's very very quickly. And I think it's something that you have to uh, uh, remember. And remember, last week we said that oil did go into f- favored sector. And there's a couple names that I own that look really really good. There's a couple that don't look so good. Um, but I I think that'll all depend on, uh. You know, does the dollar really rally big? Because if the dollar breaks out, I, I don't think you want to be in, in any of the commodities. Uh, but in the meantime, if it, it hasn't. So uh, the global best ideas for mining would be a good idea. And by the way, this is agriculture, base metals, fertilizers, uh, you know, the whole, whole kit and caboodle. So uh, that might be a place to take a look. So, you know, look, I think you have a dollar rally. And, and, and I don't think any, anybody knows where it's going to go yet. But... Uh, as I said, you know, normally your currency goes with your interest rate. So if your interest rates are higher, then uh, you've got a there's a scenario where you probably see your currency go up. And since all the other currencies have very low yields behind them, <clears throat> I don't think you're going to have too much competition from the dollar, although the yen has been getting very strong <clears throat> for some reason. I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, so what do you do uh, right now? I think what's one of the most important things I can talk to you about uh, are twofold ideas. Okay, number one, take a look at our dividend growth portfolio and our prime income list. Our prime income list now yields about 4.7%, and our dividend growth list, I think, is around uh, 26 or something like that. You buy yield when it's down, okay, or when it's up, I'm sorry, when the stocks are down. Uh, now is, you know, you're, you're maybe not be at the bottom, okay, Uh but you're getting close and you know, you, you want to plan before you hit the bottom, right? The other point is the preferred list. And, and look, we now have competition to the yields and stock. The two year treasury is above and beyond. The preferreds usually are based off the two and five year treasury. So if you can get uh, a preferred at six through three quarters and the yields come down, you're going to do quite well. If they go up, I don't think they're going to go up that much further. That'd be my opinion. 
usually when yields are down, there's a reason. And uh, look, I still think there's tons of supply out there. Uh, oil, copper, you name it. There's steel. There's still a ton of supply out there. And if prices go up, they're not going to go up for long. That's my opinion. So I think what we'll have is an inflation scare. Use the inflation scare to buy your yield orientation. So if you're buy, if you're living off dividends, boy, I'd be getting the dividend growth portfolio and the prime income list and some of the ADRs. I mean, there's some companies out there with 4 or 5% dividend yields that are really high-quality companies. This is the time to be looking at these things. This is the time to make a decision. You know, if you want to uh, want me to run the dividend growth portfolio, call me, 888-223-7742. But take a look at your portfolio. Take a look at your bond portfolio. You know, we've got some experts up in uh, Minneapolis who just, all that's all they do. They look at bond portfolios all day. So, uh, you know, if it's a quarter million or more, uh, give us a call and we'll be glad to help you. And uh, in the meantime, you know, get the lists. Go to Tim Hayes, Google Tim Hayes Radio and hit the contact me, email me. And while you're there, read a little bit about Bob Dickey's technical analysis, etc. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. May is here. The temperature's changing. It'll be great. This is Tim Hayes, Smart Investor Show. Just remember, buy low, sell high. Thanks for listening to the Smart Investor Hour. To reach Tim during the week, call him toll-free, 888-223-7742. That's 888-223-7742. Or visit his website, rbcwmfa.com slash Tim Hayes. That's all one word in the address bar, rbcwfma.com dot com slash tim hayes please join us again next saturday for the smart investor hour to hear more three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.